everybody. I'm Jack Midkiff, and thanks for listening to this podcast. I'm always, I just want you to know this, I'm always so honored and thankful that I get to uh, be a part of your life. Whoever you are, if you've taken time to listen to this today and you're hearing me say this, I don't want you to think that I take it for granted or... I look at it as a small thing. You could be listening at this moment right now. You could be doing anything. So for you to be spending this time listening to this podcast, thank you. I will promise you on my podcasts, my social media, anything that I'm a part of, there will never be negative, political, junk. (laughs) Life's too short for that. Other people like to do that, not not judging or downing them. I'm just telling you, not my choice. Not my choice to spend my day. So thanks for being a part. I would invite you also to go and check out jackmidkiff.org, and you can find information all about my new uh, life coaching practice. And if I can ever be of help to you in any of that way, then uh, send me an email, and I'd love to, um, I'd love to be a part of your life and help you what we do what i do as a life coach is i take a a method that i have um, quite frankly just compiled over the years of of being 51 years old and a pastor for 21 years um, just to um, help people dream again it don't cost a bit more to dream big than it does little if you don't know that i hope that you can learn that and get that, that down in your spirit One of the things that I say every day is it don't cost a bit more to dream big than it does little. Today I will have my faith built by the Word of God. I will not allow my past to control my future. God has given me my dreams to look forward to and my faith as a means by which I will arrive. I will dream big because I serve a big God. Amen. So, Thanks for being a part of this today. I want um, to talk about something that I just, uh, I'm really excited about sharing with you. And here's the thought. God wants you. You heard me right. God wants you. It doesn't matter where you've been, what you've done, who you did it with. (laughs) God wants you. He desires to have a relationship with you and do some great things in your life. I believe He wants to do some great things through your life. And I believe all the intelligence and abilities and beauty and um, wisdom that you are blessed with is to help you with your purpose and help you do great things. So I, I just want to tell you, God wants you. One of the biggest obstacles I think that people have to get over to be able to find their destiny, walk it out, and be fulfilled is to believe in themselves, to believe that they are able, no matter what, no matter who they are. God has created them so unique and so incredibly special, and I I mean that. There's things that I can do that you can't. There's things that you can do that I can't. But man, when we operate in the things that we can do, and we then appreciate those that can do other things, man, 
Life is good. <laughs> Life is good. Um, there's scriptures that you can go and look at, and quite frankly, because of the time element of this, and this is you know this is a podcast, and I don't intend for it to be a sermon, you know, a place to just preach sermons and all that. As a matter of fact, uh, maybe you want to check out my last podcast. I talked about why I am plant based. I'll be doing different podcasts for different reasons and different things. Um, but, you know, I do want to talk about the things that Jesus has in store for us and, and what he wants. And if you want to go look sometime and just, you could read the whole chapter. It wouldn't take you that long. But in Hebrews, the 11th chapter, what that chapter does in the Bible is talk about a lot of past great men and women well, I think it's mostly men in this scripture, but um, that did some awesome things. And um, in one translation, they're even called the faith champions. And um, I believe that they are great examples for us to follow. However, I will tell you that I do not believe that God's looking for carbon copies of Abraham in this 21st century. So the other day we were taking a ride through the country in a place that I'd never been to before, driving up to Kentucky. And uh, as we were going through, we started, you know, into this, um, I guess, farm on both sides of the road. And Kenzie, my son, said, man, look at all this fence. You know, we were just talking about how beautiful the land was. And uh, then we got up to this big beautiful entrance with this set of gates and you look past the gates and you see this beautiful old what i would call mansion well my wife melissa said um oh that's my favorite style of house and she started talking about uh how it looked like the home from gone with the wind and then that brought up the subject of a book that she'd bought like 12 years ago she had packed it away and kind of forgotten about it or misplaced it or whatever and she had recently found it. And so as she got into it, she figured out that it was actually a first edition Gone with the Wind from 1936. And, you know, that's pretty exciting if you have any thought of what books are actually worth, classic books. Um, so she dug into it and she figured out that her book is actually, yes, a first edition because it's important to know if a book's first edition because in the second edition or the third edition, sometimes there can be different um, different parts, you know, whether they change some of the wording or whether the author decides to add something to it. Well, in a first edition, that means it's original, right? But what she found out, she does have a mint condition first edition, although hers is a second edition. Um, second printing, and that matters. The difference between a first printing and a second printing, first edition, Gone with the Wind book, is thousands of dollars. A first edition, first printing, mint condition, signed by the author, goes for around $25,000. Now, Melissa's book is not signed, but it's in mint condition. It's a first edition. However, being a second-run print job, you know, like a second printing, it goes from 
$25,000 to, as the best she can, you know, find out, it's worth about anywhere from, you know, four to $700. And you go, well, to have a book that she paid, she thinks, 12 years ago, she thinks she paid like 40 bucks on eBay, and it being worth, you know, anywhere five, six, even $700 is, that's really good. Well, it is good. It's, it's awesome, but it isn't. It isn't a first edition, first copy. It isn't $25,000. And so that's that's kind of, you know, that served as kind of a, a point to me when I was thinking about this scripture. Um, God is not wanting us to be a carbon copy of Enoch or Noah or Moses or David, some of those guys that are talked about in that scripture. See, I believe that the heroes, excuse me, of faith that are mentioned in the eleventh chapter of Hebrews, they've long gone to their reward in heaven, and it's plain to see that this scripture. If you read this scripture, and like I said, I'm not going. You know what? I'll read the fortieth verse. The fortieth verse of this scripture says, "But now." God has invited us to live in something better than what they had. Talking about the the you know Abraham, um, Noah, David, all of those. He he's invited us. It says to something better, to live in something better, because of faith's fullness. This is. So, it goes on to say in the 40th verse, this is so that they could be brought to finished perfection alongside us. So, in other words, what we do can even, um, you know, enhance what those before us have done. And and I guess sometimes it's, it's a little discouraging when I hear people say, oh, I wish it was like the old days. Oh, my goodness, I... I wish it was like the old days, and and I go, well, it's not the old days. And if I trust Jesus, then I believe that he's put me at the time in history that he wanted me because he doesn't make mistakes. I'm seeing things that my dad, my granddad, my great-granddad, they never fathomed, and I understand that. But I, I think it all comes down to the perspective we keep our eyes set on as we look at God's purpose in our life. See, those heroes that are listed in Hebrews 11 died. But here's the deal. The God that was such an awesome God to them while they were here did not die. (laughs) The eternal character of God has never changed. Quite frankly, it never will. I believe that God continues to be God. He continues to be in control throughout his universe. And he's assuring us, I believe in this passage, that he's the God of the living. And he's, if you ask me, without a doubt, yearning. He's still yearning. And he's loving and calling men and women everywhere. He's still gladly responding to the prayers of believers. And best of all, he's looking for those who are ready and willing to become his new heroes of faith.
I believe that. God has a design for all of us. I believe that He wants to speak to all of us. Anybody that listen, I believe that. God's not looking for um, an exact replica. He's, he's not looking for another Noah or David. He wants to bless. He wants to equip. He wants to use our individuality. See, He gave us that. Do you know that? He gave us the individuality that we have. And every one of us who by faith are believers in our own generation, He wants to use us in our own generation just like he used those other guys in their generation he wants to use you and he wants to use you the way that you are he in other words the personality you have so you can't study the book of hebrews long without seeing that faith in god is neither an ordinary nor an imaginary quality godly faith is dynamic it's powerful the accomplishments of faith are only credited to God, (laughs) of course. See, that's the thing. He can use us. He, He can use our individuality. He can use our originality. But He uses us when we acknowledge that it's all Him anyway. We just let Him use us, our earthly part, and we submit to Him, and we see great things happen. But, It's pretty awesome to know that the people he blesses and uses is as different as night and day. And quite frankly, I think that's important to know. Because God don't intend that believers be alike. Like all poured out of one mold. Uh Uh-uh. No. As a matter of fact, it's actually one of the things that hurts Christian influence today, in my opinion. To think that we all... um, have to copy one another. God knew very well what He was doing when He gave all of us different personalities, different temperament, different dispositions. And quite frankly, I think we let a lot of, um, you know, my opinion, you don't have to agree, and that's okay if you don't. I'm not mad at you, and hopefully you won't be mad at me. But I hear so many people, and of course I was raised very traditional, I love my heritage, but I don't I don't agree with everything that I heard growing up. Like, um, oh, I just wish the church was like it used to be. I don't, because I used to go to churches didn't have no air conditioning. Oh, I just wish we'd have services like we used to. Well, I'm not negating the great services, but why if God's not changed, why can't we look forward to having great services again? See, quite frankly, for too long, religious people have got hung up on the act of religious activity instead of just walking in an everyday life with a relationship with Jesus. I believe as humans, we don't understand how God can use us with our different personalities and all that, and that hinders us sometimes. But I want you to know that biologists tells us that they can examine thousands upon thousands of leaves in the forest and never find two just exactly alike. See, we've come to realize and accept the fact that there are no two people exactly, and I, no matter 
no matter if they're identical twins, no matter what, there's no two people that are identical uh, in this world. And the point I'm trying to make is that God, the all-knowing divine artist that he is, has formed each of us out of what I like to say his inexhaustible (laughs) variety. He works in his wisdom and his love to bless and honor the differences as well as the similarities in men and women. See, God accepts us no matter where we fall within the range of our varying human personalities. And I believe that we should thank God for giving us our own individual personality, our own individual temperament, our own individual ability. We should never waste time and energy trying to be like somebody else, no matter how much we admire that person. And you know what? Some of my most favorite preachers, as I have come to understand that God created Jack Midkiff to be Jack Midkiff, to talk and to relate the message of Christ the way that I do, uh, so many of the ministers and preachers that I enjoy listening to, they don't deliver their talks like I do. As a matter of fact, they don't call them talks. They call them sermons and they preach them. And, and that's good. I love that. I love to be a part of that. But that's not me. And every once in a while, I might get excited and raise my voice a little bit. <laughs> but quite frankly, you know, I do it the way I do it. And, and I'm fu- so fulfilled when I do it that way. God does not expect us to become identical copies of our spiritual heroes. He just doesn't. And so, uh, you know, for instance, my son, uh, his name is Mackenzie, and he works for me at our ministry, High Praises Church. And um, he is as different as I was at his age as far as his, as far as his outward appearance his um, choice of dress and his choice of hairstyle, his choice of, you know, having as many earrings as he's got. It's as different as anything. But I want you to know and understand that he is probably one of the most wonderful men I've ever met. And I'm not saying this because he's hearing me say it, but I don't care that he does because I'm proud of the man of faith that he is. He doesn't do everything like I do, nor does he probably do everything like I would have him do it if I was the one choosing, but I've learned to appreciate him. Now, don't get me wrong. I share with him when I disagree because we work together, and I have opinions too, and I'm not negating my opinions just because I appreciate his, but I will tell you that I I don't care what he comes looking like (laughs) to work because first of all he's always stylish he's always looking good but it's just different there's a young lady and the reason that i don't i don't pick that apart is because i know his heart and i know his desire there's a young lady that goes to our church her name is zadrian i told her um the other day you know how much i appreciated her and the reason it isn't because she looks exactly the same as all church people I know. She's got blue hair. 
But after I bragged on her a little bit, she told me that she um, is into a certain kind of music. It's not a Christian style of music, but she said she met this girl that she didn't know before, and she just started befriending her. And because of Zadrian's relationship with God, underneath the blue hair, underneath the, the clothing that is very stylish, very cool looking, but different, Underneath all that, there's a genuine young lady that loves Jesus with all of her heart. Well, now that girl that she knows that she met and started having a relationship with, you know, concerning the music and started being friends with outside of the church is now watching our church services. So my point is, we're all to be today's people of faith, no matter what we look like, smell like, talk like. Ecclesiastes 9.4 says, For to him that is joined to all the living, there is hope. For a living dog is better than a dead lion. When we try to be like all these people that are from the past, um, sometimes we're giving up the best part of us. Because, you know, Vince Gill said one time when he first went to, to town in Nashville, he's a country music singer that has... Um, he has 21 Grammys, five number one hits, 17 top 10 hits. And when he first started recording, he he loved George Jones. And after singing the first song, his producer went in and said, um, Listen, Vince, um, we've already got a George Jones. We don't need another one. And so if you, you know, basically, if you want to make it in this business, sing like Vince Gill, not George Jones. Well, you can look him up. Google Vince Gill if you don't know that name. He's very popular today, and he's had lots of great success. So here's my point. God wants you. God don't expect us um, to ignore the promises he has for us. God wants you. Um, in this, your generation, give God your attention. Give God your love. Give God your devotion. And then watch Him use you right where you are. So, I hope, hope this has helped you today. hope it's been a blessing to you. And I just want you to know that God knit you together, I believe, in your mama's womb, right? And as He was doing that, when He got done, He, he did not go, uh-oh, <laughs> When you were born, he did not go, uh-oh. I don't care what the what the um, circumstances of your birth was. You are a planned piece of God's heritage. And he wants you to invite him to be a part of your life. Check me out on jackmidkiff.org. I'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.